0: to highlight and support independent bookstores. They discuss the books they've written, the books they're reading now, and the art of storytelling. If you love books and you're curious about the writing world, you're in the right place.
1: Hello everybody. It's the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. I'm thinking lots of you are prepping for tomorrow's big dinner, but hopefully tonight you'll carve out a, carve out. A little time to gobble up book talk <laughs> with friends and fiction. See how I did that? I'm very Mary and I'm
2: Kristen Harvell. I'm Patty
1: Callahan Henry, and I'm Christy Woodson Harvey. Tonight we're really thankful to be airing the 100th episode of Friends and Fiction with Friends and Fiction fan favorite. You notice how I did that alliteration, girls? Oh, I very, very impressed. impressed. Perfect. Ready- We would expect
2: nothing less less of
1: you. (laughs) Okay. To celebrate our milestone, we are throwing the playbook is out the window because we are enlisting Ellen Hildebrand's work husband, Tim Ehrenberg of (laughs) Nantucket Book Partners and Tim Talks Books for some fun and games, some list making, and of course, lots of book talk.
3: We have such a fun and exciting partner this month too. And it's perfect timing because we're partnering with Butterball Turkey. We are especially excited because it means we get to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the turkey talk line all month long. Make sure to join us on our talkin' turkey with butterball after show tonight.
0: I swear when that butterball goes over like the person in the corner, which this time it was me, it looks like you're saying I'm the butterball. Is that what you guys are
2: saying? No, no. (laughs)
0: We're like pegging you. (laughs) <laughs> and
2: then she's probably going to put you in that corner for that
0: reason. <laughs> for that
2: reason, you guys, I <laughs> yeah, they are on a
3: vacation.
0: Okay, well, you bye. did just
3: get back from Hawaii, Kristen, and we didn't want to say anything. But
0: <laughs> I, I did look a little turkey-like in my bathing suit. I'll, I'll admit to that. But okay. You, As you probably right. already know, the heart of our original mission was to encourage you to support independent booksellers when and where you can. And one way to do that is to visit Nantucket Book Partners, where you can order Ellen's books, most of them signed. which is so great, especially, you know, as we're approaching holiday shopping. Um, And you can also Mm -hmm. order books by the four of us. And it's the store um, where you can find Tim. So you'll be interacting with Tim if you buy our books, which is fantastic.
2: Of course, most of you know Ellen Hildebrand, but some of you might not know tonight's Master of Ceremonies. I don't know how it's possible that you might not know him. (laughs) Because we talk about him all the time. But Tim Ehrenberg, who is the marketing director for Nantucket Book Partners, Nantucket's two indie bookstores, he also does the marketing for the Nantucket Book Festival, where we did an amazing virtual event last summer. It was so much fun. He just led us through with these hilarious questions and had us on our toes and flipped the tables on us. And he writes a monthly column about books. For N, which is Nantucket's lifestyle magazine. There's more. He's <laughs> also the man behind the magic of your Winter Wonderland subscription box. If you bought that gorgeous packet, he was the man behind the magic. You can discover what Tim is reading by checking out his blog, Tim Talks Books. Sean, could you bring Tim to join us?
4: Hi, friends.
1: Hey, Tim. Tim.
4: How are you? Happy 100 episodes.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
4: How are cheers. Oh, cheers. cheers. Cheers.
2: I said today, Tim, it happened. We did this, and then we did this, and then we did this. And then all of a sudden, it was 100 episodes. It was 100, yeah.
4: Well, congratulations! Like I've said in the past, this brings so much joy to so many people. So I know it's a you know a time commitment for everyone, but it, it really does bring a lot of joy to people. So thank
1: you, oh, congratulations, thank you. As do you well, Let's talk about Ellen.
4: Okay, so she needs no introduction. But yeah. Ellen Hildebrand is the number one New York Times bestselling author of twenty seven no- novels, including her latest, Golden Girl. She has lived on Nantucket for twenty eight years has three children. She's a dedicated Peloton rider and runs or yogs as she calls it every morning. Ellen is an enthusiastic cook, a seven year breast cancer survivor, a graduate of John Hopkins university and Iowa's writing workshop. And she writes her novels longhand on yellow legal pads. Amazing. She loves a good sandwich (laughs) a glass of boo or Sancerre and a fun night at the chicken box on Nantucket. Love it. (laughs) That's the script on Ellen. You can find it if you Google her name or in the back of her books. What many of you might not know is she's an extremely disciplined person. I have never met someone who is so disciplined. We sign copies of her books um, downstairs at Mitchell's pretty much every day when she's um, on Nantucket. And a text from Ellen to meet me at that goes like this. I can meet you at 407. But I have to be gone at 434 to be somewhere else at 439. That's is awesome. That
1: specific.
4: Wow. She's also very giving of her time to me, to the bookstores, to her fans, to acquaintances, many who ask for it. She's the perfect mix of introvert and extrovert. She's genuine, kind, sensitive, but no nonsense. I love her dearly. Ellen Hildebrand.
2: Please. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hi,
5: Ellen. I'm crying. That was such a beautiful introduction. Tim. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And uh,
1: very humbling. Thank you. And hi, hey, everyone. What? Hi, 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 Ellen. Here he is, y'all. hi Ellen. <laughs> Ellen, we're so glad to have you back with us tonight on Friends in Fiction. You know, my husband Tom and I had such a great time this past summer when you invited us to join you and Tim and your friends at your beautiful Nantucket home. And I did that only as revenge to the other ladies because they could. <laughs> yes, because we were so <laughs> jealous. Yeah. We we're major, it was a major FOMO situation. Mm-hmm. Completely. We with Andy, for sure, yep. yeah.
4: Um, Ellen, you have left you. me yes. on Nantucket for Boston where you're revising <laughs> your book um, coming up I this summer. My first question is, when did you start that Boston um, venture that you revised, Mm -hmm. like start editing the book and that you go to Boston for this month? When did that start?
5: So I started in 2008. I was revising my novel, The Castaways. It was a tricky revision. And I didn't actually come to Boston in 2008. I went to my mother's house in, in suburban Philadelphia. And I went for only three weeks. And I can remember being there and I called my husband and I said, I think I need an extra week. I'm not finished. And he said, yeah, totally fine. He had the children. And I found that like being away without the kids was the only way that I could get work done. And so I went to my mother's for three years, 2008, 2009, 2010. And then I do love my mother, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I should, um, get my own apartment and so because the kids had sports and I wanted to be able to go back and forth to Nantucket easily I started renting in Beacon Hill in Boston in the in the year of 2011 and I have been here ever since so I think this is my 10th or possibly even my 11th fall of renting in Beacon Hill I come for six weeks and I do my revisions that's awesome so Are you cool.
4: superstitious at all? Like, is that something that you always have to do now? Because it's like, a, this is just my routine? Or is is there a superstition in yes. there? Or no?
5: Yes. Um, the strange thing is that, so I was in the same apartment in Beacon Hill for for like the last six years, I think. I had one apartment. And then the dude sold it. And it was a tiny studio that was up three flights of stairs. I mean, it was no great shakes. And then last winter, the guy said he's going to sell it. And I thought, oh, no. And I was so worried because I was so sure that it was gonna ruin my mojo. But I found a different apartment that is so much close It's only up one flight of stairs and it's so much closer to Charles Street, which is where all the shopping and the restaurants are. And I am like a hundred percent happier here. And wow. um, So yeah, it worked out. And I but coming to Boston this time of year is very much something that I treasure and that is is pivotal to my to my work schedule.
2: It's amazing. Yeah. Love
4: it. So let's talk about what you're revising. Can you tell everyone what about the Hotel Nantucket?
5: Yes. So I'm writing, revising my novel, The Hotel Nantucket, and I'm going to use two words to describe it, which I can't tell if these are completely immodest. They probably are because um, <laughs> I am not known for my modesty. It is classic Hildebrand. So it is It is about a grand hotel on Nantucket. It's reminiscent of the beach club, which was my first novel, the blue bistro, which was my fourth novel and a little bit of golden girl because, um, at the hotel Nantucket and in addition to like a diverse and inclusive staff, which was one of my number one priorities, um, a staff that you get to know and hopefully will fall in love with. There's a ghost who lives in the hotel. And for anybody who's read my books, I don't really do ghosts. Um, but this this time I did. There was a, a chambermaid in the summer of 2000. And, uh, I'm sorry. A chambermaid in the summer of 1922 who was killed oh. in a fire. She's been hanging around for 100 years waiting for her murder to be acknowledged. She's pissed off. She wants her recognition. And when the hotel is bought and restored to its former glamour, she decides that she's going to make um, her presence known. And so that's sort of part of the, the plot line. Love it. Um, One of the other things about this book, which I was telling the girls earlier, is that at the end of the book is something called the blue book. And at the hotel, to every guest, they hand out the blue book, which is a Nantucket recommendation guide that has, you know, shopping, restaurants, beaches, activities, museums. And I am putting my own blue book at the end of the novel so that anybody who reads it will have a blueprint for what to do when you go to Nantucket. That's
3: awesome. It's so great. It's awesome.
4: Which Such is perfect. Everyone in your signing lines are like, where do I go to dinner? Where do oh, I go yeah. shopping? They want all of your recommendations. Mm-hmm. So it'll be right there. That'll be amazing.
1: Oh, perfect. Or they, or they post on your social, Ellen, I just need you to tell me everywhere to go and see and do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I get, get that, that a lot too. Yeah, I get yeah. that. with <laughs>
1: What
4: about the rest of you ladies? Can I have a sentence or two of what everyone's kind of working on? And then I wanted to add if anyone else has any superstitious writing Um, traditions that you do every time, either in the editing process or maybe the beginning of the process. Maybe start with Kristen.
0: Sure. I don't think I'm superstitious. I'm just kind of a creature of habit. So I write um I generally write in the same place, but I was on an airplane a week or so ago um uh, by myself without without my child, not the vacation I just took, but prior to that. And I got like 3500 words written on the airplane. I mean, I I am now realizing I should just fly everywhere every every day. <laughs> like would be the most efficient way to work, right? Um the book I'm working on will be out uh, in March of 23, so I'm not quite done with it yet. Um, But it's another World War II story set in World War II Paris and also in 1960 New York. And it's about the working title is The Paris Daughter. Um, And it is about um, a family, two families torn apart when an allied bomb falls someplace it shouldn't. It's
2: amazing.
4: (laughs) Uh, Christy.
3: Um, well, I have The Wedding Veil coming out in March of twenty what year? 2022. So soon, like a few months. Um, and it is my first contemporary historical novel about um, Edith and Cornelia Vanderbilt and um, a famous piece of Vanderbilt history, their wedding veil that goes missing. And sort of my answer of what happens to it. I am not superstitious. This is weird because I'm superstitious about like a lot of things. Like if I walk in the front door of your house, I can't go out the back. Like there are things like that. Like, you know, that, like I grew up with like, everyone was really superstitious in my family. And like, I have, I'm sort of superstitious, but, um, I really, I think because like my first book I wrote when Will was a baby, like in the middle of the night and like, I just never had any traditions. It's always been just like on the fly. So, um, but I, but every time I hear Ellen talk about this, I'm like,
0: yes Yes. like
3: yes Yes. i will say before the pandemic there was this one weekend that my husband had a conference and every single year it seemed like i would go with him and i would hole up in the hotel for like two days while he was at the conference and i would always finish a book but we haven't done that in two years so yeah it was weird
4: (laughs) but um yeah the wedding veil cover is so beautiful and that packaging for the advanced is is (laughs) it's gorgeous thank
2: you Uh, you. patty my next novel is Super secret. Ooh. Meaning, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you um, I'm working on something, but it's at that squishy. I know all of you know about this part where it's still some wet clay. And exactly. if I start talking about it, I'm going to break it or ruin it. So yeah. um, I'm in that middle part. But I'm not that superstitious about writing traditions. But I would really like to get an apartment for six weeks. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that I am now officially superstitious. Yeah, let's just make Um, some stuff up. I am now officially superstitious. Mm -hmm. For for three or four books in a row, I went to this writer's colony in um, Tennessee, and I finished all four of those books there, but it has since shut down. So... You also yeah. fell off a cliff there. And I also fell off a cliff off. Yeah, yeah. So that should <laughs> have ended that superstition.
3: No, yeah. I actually
2: went back three more times, which oh is insane. Gosh. You should come to Weymouth in North Carolina, and then I could come That's what now. I should do. But I am not easily deterred, and I was not deterred even with a hiking accident. But I do feel like um, my one kind of um, grounding thing is, is to write first thing in the morning. And if yeah. I don't, I lose it. Like, th- I lose that little sacred space and time. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to
1: grab it later in the day. Yeah,
4: Mary Kay, what yeah. are you working on or what's coming yeah, out? I'm working
1: wait. on trying to finish um, the book that's allegedly out in May. It's called the homewreckers. It's about a woman in Savannah. She's a contractor. She and her father-in-law work on um, historic house renovations and she gets cast in a television reality show called um, the homewreckers. And um, so I am in deepest despair. I've locked myself up in the carriage house, the squirrel's nest, we call it here at home because I don't have time to run away from home this time. Um, <laughs> I'm this close. Yeah. Well, we're giving
4: uh, you all the encouragement we can. Yes, we
1: oh, thank yeah. you. I keep thinking I'm going to email my editor and tell her it won't be in because of su- supply chain. Problem. No, that? that mean your supply chain, your brain. Like yes, <laughs> yes. The oxygen to my brain is insured. The, the supply chain your creativity has been completely <gasps> yes. locked out. Yes.
3: <laughs> um, I
1: have so many uh superstitions. You know, I'm Irish and we're very superstitious people. Um, I am now on month six of not missing a single day of writing. Yep. So the streak is alive and I'm terrified of breaking it. Um, And, uh, oh, I write down every day when I start writing in my notebook, I write down um, the date uh, on the left-hand corner. And then whatever chapter number I'm working on in the right-hand corner, I write where I'm writing, literally. So if it's here or if it's in Tybee or if it's someplace else, uh, if it's on Nantucket, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm writing that on my notebook too. And then when I finish a book, I have to toast with my favorite, um, um guilty pleasures, which are, uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. And if I can get them wink grapefruit soda,
0: Ooh! Wow. And
1: then there, are, there are a ton of other, there are a ton of, like, I have to write 500 words before I, um, name and save the chapter. Like I can't get away with 300 or 400 oh. or 490. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to make myself get to 500 words. Then I can name it and number it. Wow. wow. I like that. Those mm-hmm. are
4: so interesting.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
4: let's get this Thanksgiving party started, shall okay. we? Okay. Yeah. It's Perfect. time for a game and we're calling it whose Review. So
0: wow. great.
4: So I'm <laughs> going to read a line from an actual online reader review from one of these authors' books and everyone at home can guess whose book we're talking about. Friends in Fiction's managing director, Meg Walker, will choose a winner at random from the comment thread, and that person will win a signed copy of Ellen's Golden Girl, plus a book from each of the fab four. That's
2: a pretty nice swag. Yeah, (laughs) right?
4: So are we ready for whose review?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah!
4: Okay. Review number one, five out of five stars, Wife loves the book. <laughs> no idea what it's about or anything about it. Wife loves <laughs> it, so that's all that matters to me. Hilarious. I know she's an avid Nick Sparks reader and is really enjoying this. If that helps. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's awesome. Awesome. write in the comments, whoever you um, think that it is. is. Oh my god! <laughs> Okay, review number two. This is my favorite one. Three out of five stars. I was a little taken aback by some elements like frequent swearing, drinking, and similar behavior.
1: <laughs> Ooh, how dare you! I'm oh, to <laughs> <You're laughs> find out what that is and not read it.
4: Who's you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, review number three. 1 out of 5 stars. I really wanted to like this book, but I just found the characters perfectly annoying. <laughs> Everything is perfectly decorated, the best, the cutest, the most adorable, etc., and no one can make a decision on their own. <laughs>
2: Like us, pretty true to life. That's the string, the text string of endless. What should I do? What yeah. should, should I do? Wear. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> So everyone, continue to write the comments on however you think the, whose review this is. Okay, moving on. Review number four. <laughs> one out of five stars. Boring. Boring. Quickly. I really should have just ended reading after chapter one instead of suffering through. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, so hard! Yeah, yeah being triggered. <laughs>
4: oh, oh my god. Well, okay, so who's who's do you think was boring? I hope one gets that. I hope it's not like an overwhelming author that they keep. I hope they
2: get it wrong. Like, oh, yeah,
4: we know what book that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everyone's like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know the board. okay
4: and last oh, review man. number five three out of five stars not enough i'll start off by saying this is a book i probably never would have read but a book club i am in is reading the entire <laughs> series for the month so here i am the writing is good there are little if any grammatical errors <laughs> <laughs>
1: talk about a backhanded compliment it's the mark of a great story right there <laughs> No
5: <laughs> clurs.
4: Oh, okay. Come clean, guys. Which number were you? We'll start with Patty.
2: Oh gosh, mine, mine is this one. I was a little taken aback by some elements mm-hmm. like frequent swearing, drinking, <laughs> and similar behavior I in bet, surviving I mean, Savannah. Can I just defend myself and say they're drowning in a shipwreck? Can we just start there? <laughs> there are sharks too, right? <laughs> yes so the swearing and the
3: drinking are legit
2: people
3: if you're wow. ever going to swear and drink that's the time yeah that, yeah
0: that is true that is true uh
4: um, kristen
0: mine is boring the person really should have just ended reading after chapter one <laughs> instead of suffering through i mean you know sorry but it's the yeah, hiding in a of forest
2: while people base
0: boring I, it's super boring oh, so mm. i appreciate all of you who slogged through that boring, boring <laughs> book <laughs>
4: uh mary Kay.
1: um uh, mine is um the, the first one the guy who uh, decided to leave a review for a book that he admitted he'd never read because his wife seemed to like it and that my favorite part is that his wife he thinks my books are like nick sparks <laughs> there you go he gives you five go. stars yeah, five right? stars i'll
2: take it i don't care what they yeah. say as long as <laughs> <Five stars. Yeah. laughs> I think it's the five star thing yeah
4: <laughs> And Christy, which one were you?
3: I was, um, well, none of my characters can make a decision on their own, which like, <laughs> well, <laughs> me neither. So um no, but it made me laugh because I thought, well, when you pick up a book called Christmas in Peach Street Bluff and it has a girl holding a wreath on the cover, like I wanted everything to be the best, the cutest, and the most adorable. And I don't know what you were expecting <laughs>
0: otherwise. <laughs> In, in defense of that book though there's a lot of hurricane destruction that is not like the yeah. cutest no the that's true so- and everybody
3: has like a drama going on like everybody has yeah. like a major like issue that they're trying to solve but, yeah yeah i mean but like if you're at the tree lighting, it's pretty adorable
0: <laughs> yeah it's <that's> true
4: <laughs> and ellen that would leave
5: that would leave me with one that had very few grammatical errors. <laughs>
1: That's so good. Good like job.
5: two, we have to thank my copy editor, and um, <laughs> we're very proud of you, Alan. Thank very you. Proud. Good
3: work. Basically, your copy editor could have just written the bug. Totally, it, it sounds like you know that. that
1: Iowa workshop was a good idea. Right. <laughs> very few grammatical errors. <laughs>
4: it was. <laughs> I think reviews, especially negative ones, can be a pretty hot button topic for authors. I mean, and I think too, like even looking at those it can be, you know, kind of rough. Do you yeah. read all your reviews and if not why? And can reviews be helpful, I guess? I mean, are there positives and negatives to them? Ellen?
5: I mean, I I never as a rule. That's why this assignment gave me so much trauma. I mm-hmm. never <laughs> ever 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 read my reviews on either Goodreads Sorry. or Amazon. It's not helpful. My girl
1: me and also yeah. it's
5: not it's not for me I wrote the book it's for other readers yeah and it's even if they're important. even if they're great reviews it, it's not they're not for me um you will never please everybody that would be yeah. something that I would tell any kind any aspiring writer you are not going to please everybody so there will be people because you know you have this wide diverse readership and they're all coming from a different background and a different perspective yeah. so some people do not like swearing and I mean I've learned that the hard way I, I try, honestly, just I used to swear all the time in my books. And the last, I think, four or five books, I just stopped because it's not worth it for me to hear yeah. about it. The yeah. words, <laughs> the swear words are not worth me yeah. hearing about it. So I've just stopped. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. one thing that I that I have learned. People really mm-hmm. take offense. And then those people are the ones that that, to- that talk about it.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm. Patty,
2: you know, I try. I'm not as as disciplined as as Ellen. I try not to read them. I usually read them in the very beginning when the advanced reader copies are out and people are writing on good reads because I want to get a sense for how it's yeah. being received as it first enters the world. And then I do my very dang. See, I didn't curse, no swearing. I did my very <laughs> dang best not to look after that. I really do. Yeah. I am um, I get defensive. I can feel it. I know after 16 books, I should have a little bit thicker skin, but um, I don't. I mean, it, it's, and there's nothing I can do about it. I can't go yeah. ask them to take it down. Right. I can't yeah. go fix the book. So yeah. yeah. I, I think, mean, I mean, I think
4: it's even Ellen who said once like, this is your work. And then to see someone just yeah. tear it, like, it would be like someone, and I don't know what the equ- equivalent, but basically like everything with that winter package, everyone just bashing everything that I just yeah. did. And I think that that's what people like, it's like, who's, when you, when that's your job, whose book is yeah. it anymore? Is it the readers or is it still the writers? And it's, that's. Yeah. A, yeah.
2: Well, it's that whole Brene Brown thing about if you're not in the Coliseum, fighting mm-hmm. in the cup, co- you know, just, just be quiet. And sit
3: I seat. have to watch her Netflix special every time before a book comes out. Really? I really do. And I say to myself, wow. they're not in the arena. Wow. They're not in the arena.
0: <laughs> you no, know, it's, it, it's a good point. Yeah. Christine? I am. Um, I, you know, I, I, very similar to what Patty said. Um, I do read my reviews to kind of gauge which way the wind is blowing before the book comes out. Um but I think that just comes from a place of insecurity. Like I I want I want to know that there are people who like it and I want to beat myself up, you know, in a terrible way over like the people who don't. And I, and I know that's not good for me. Um but you know, I I, I get fixated on the numbers. I worry about how it's going to do. And then I do manage I think to stop doing that once the book's out in the world. Yeah. Um but um I I don't know. I I mean it's it's helpful in some ways. I think you know, if if a criticism is it comes from a place that's actually related to the book and not related to someone's personal agenda mm-hmm. or issues, um, and and you hear the same type of feedback multiple times, that can be helpful to know. Um, you know, there can be something you're saying or doing that um, that perhaps isn't coming across right, um, but. I, I don't know. I, I think sometimes reviews come with people's personal agendas though. Um and, oh, and that's course. not helpful sure. to any that's not helpful to anybody. Um, you know, okay. other readers or to the author. And so I think long story short, I think I need to stop um stop obsessing over those reviews. But you know, we 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 appreciate it. I think we appreciate it as authors when you read our books and when you take a moment to review. If what you're oh, doing is really yes. reviewing it in a way that's important that, that's meant to be helpful to other readers, mm-hmm. you know.
2: Pat Conroy has a great quote that just flashed into my head that he used to say, he used to say, don't go looking for your bad reviews. If you have one, your friends are going to tell you. (laughs) There you go. That's true.
4: Christy.
3: I read mine. Like, like, yeah, I mean, not necessarily every single one, but yeah, like I really do. Um, And I don't know if I should, or I shouldn't, but I do. And especially like if they're on like Instagram or something, um, and you know, I think we all probably have some way, shape, or form that like we're being notified at least part of the time when we're yes. you know coming yeah. up on um like even if someone doesn't like tag us or whatever, like we know when our name's popping up on the internet. So I think it's funny when people are like, well, you shouldn't have come looking for the you're
2: like, well, you tagged <laughs> me. me, yeah, <laughs> me.
3: You put hashtag Christy Woodson Harvey and that's my name and it pops up on the top of my Instagram feed. There's not a lot I can do about that, but thank you. Um No, and that really doesn't happen that much. But, um, but no, I really do read them. And I think, you know, for every like bad review that we might get, we are getting dozens of really great ones. And so I think by and large, like some days it keeps you going, you know, when you're like, why am I doing this or do people like this? But it is funny how we can have, you know, 3,000 amazing glowing reviews and like, you know, 30 like, okay ones. And we're like, Oh my God, like the book is terrible. Hate everybody hates yeah. you know, exactly. We do like, we always are our worst critics and we believe our worst reviews, but I'm the same, like waiting for the wedding veil to come out right now. I am like stalking Goodreads constantly. Yeah. Like, trying to figure out, you know, do people like the book? Do people like it? And they are, like, eight reviews. And I'm, like, reading <laughs> them over and over again. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. It's, like, we t- take the most insecure people in the world and put them in a business where they're constantly <laughs> yeah. being, Not- like, being berated jealous. or praised. Yeah. And, yeah, that's yeah, bizarre.
1: Mary Kay? I I typically don't. Um but when I was looking for the review for this, I was looking at the reviews for um, the newcomer this past summer's book, which the guy posted the five star because his wife might like it. <laughs> um, and I I found some really nasty ones about it. Wait, this is a book too long. How is this a beach book? And then I thought, you know, stop. Yeah. Just stop. stop. There's not anything yep. I can do. The yep. book is out. It's in the world. And I can't go back and fix it. And yep. I can't... Um, You know, there's like T-shirt or something that says, um, "You're not avocado or you're not guacamole." Not everybody's going to like you. Yeah, and so I'm I'm guacamole. (laughs) I like it guacamole. So, and I, you know what, Ellen, I am not taking out the bad words. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, damn it, not doing it. (laughs) You know, know, I have dialogue in my books, and my the dialogue reflects the way people speak. And they will drop an F-bomb when they're stressed or when they catch their fiance with the maid of honor uh, the night before the wedding. Um, However, I did not put any, I deliberately, there are no F-bombs in the Santa suit and I'm pretty proud about that.
2: Oh yeah. We're proud of you too.
1: Good (laughs) job.
5: That was big for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So since
3: it's
4: Thanksgiving tomorrow. Let's talk for a moment about gratitude. Anyone want to chime in on what they're most thankful for this year? Ellen,
5: I, this is a shameless plug. I am grateful for Tim Ehrenberg. And I just oh, want to say anybody, anybody watching, <laughs> I could not do what I do. And I know that the four ladies, the other four ladies here have experienced his magic in the last 12 months. Yeah. Tim yeah. works so hard for the bookstore, but just for books in general. And yeah. Um, yeah. as you can see, he's like a very charming game show host. But he <laughs> worked so hard. And as far as like my own books, I mean, the stories I have from the last year alone about, you know, I signed at Mitchell's every Wednesday at 11 in the summer and I was coming right from my bar class and I would text him like, is anybody there? And, you know, he'd like send me a video with the people lined up and he would have to, you know, talk to them and engage them. And, and when I did a signing, I did a signing this fall in Madison, Wisconsin and a woman came through the line with a present for Tim. And Aww. that is when I knew oh my this guy is so special and so important to my career. And I feel like he's becoming important to to, to yeah, you no. guys as well. And so I'm thankful That's for awesome.
4: you. Oh, that you is so nice. sweet. Thank you. I'm very thankful for all of you as well. Oh. Thank you. Aww. Uh, who is next? Patty.
2: I, I know, I mean, I know it's a shameless plug, but I'm thankful for Tim. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am thankful for you. you have been like, you have, I, mean, I have something else, but you have been a lifesaver wow. for us this year. I know that all the, oh, the whole squares of us here are thankful for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, um, I am really thankful for so much, but my second grandbaby was born just Aww. six weeks ago. And they're all coming home from far away in two weeks, two and a half weeks, and I am just so grateful that the world has opened up enough to allow that, and that I get to see them and be with them. And every day when I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed, I'm like, "But there's that. There's that." So I'm really
4: congratulations. Thank you, Mm -hmm. Um, Kristen.
0: Well, you know, I, I know you will all echo this too. I mean, I'm just so grateful for Friends in Fiction. I mean, just, mm-hmm. I, I, I know we're all going to say that, but, um, you know, it's just, it, it, I can't believe it. How is this our 100th episode? It, it's mm-hmm. it's grown into something we couldn't have imagined. And that's because of all of you out there. I mean, it's yeah. become such a community. And, you know, I try to explain to people the closeness between those of us who run the show, how often we talk to each other, how, how much in each other's lives we are. And, you know, it, it doesn't feel like enough when I say they're my closest, they've become some of my closest friends because you're more than that. Like you, I mean, you all have become my family as have, um, so many of the members out there who are with us every week and who are so active on the page. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that, for the opportunity to be part of something so incredible, so beyond what we could have imagined, but something that's given me a, a whole new family um, mm-hmm. that I know I'll always have. So thanks, all of you, for being my family. I mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm.
4: Would you have that ever guessed on that first episode that you would be doing a hundred?
3: No, not in a million years. No, no. we didn't even know we were going to do
2: seven until we, after we <laughs> did two. We, thought. we yeah. thought
0: seven. We thought we would end it in May of twenty twenty. That yeah, yeah, this is
2: yeah.
4: yeah. Uh, Mary Kay, and tell
2: if you had told us. What if you had told us we were going to do 100, we probably wouldn't have done the second. Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah, we would have been like,
1: we would have been like, no way. I'm out. No, I'm not not in for that. (laughs) Not in for that. um, I'm feeling grateful that we made it out of the past year alive, really. It was a dark time. We've all been through some stuff. Um, um, I'm grateful that um, I'm grateful for the people who listen to science. And got yeah. vaccinated and wore masks and um, believed, and um, so I'm 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 grateful that you know we're coming. I hope we're coming out of that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And Christy,
3: well, to quote Ellen Hildebrand, this might not sound very humble, but <laughs> um, but bear with me. Um, I this is going to sound insane. When I say this, y'all are going to be like, that's not true, but it is really true that it did not occur to me until like a week ago that, um, I had two books on the New York times bestseller list this year. Mm -hmm. And that absolutely blows my mind. And what I'm going to say about that is that had nothing to do with me. It was because Ellen wrote me a Goodreads letter and Tim packed 720 books and shipped them out of Nantucket books. And all these women, Right here, wrote newsletters about my books and put me on their Instagram, and all of you out there bought them. And there are a lot of more important things to be grateful for, but
2: um, it's amazing.
3: Yeah, yeah. It just blows my mind, and I will never have a year like that again. No, will you will. Like two two next year,
1: I will never yeah. write two books again in
5: a year. I <laughs> <That was laughs> so, so know you did it all
1: those years, Ellen. I'm sorry. I don't know how you did it all those years. Yeah.
5: That's my that's
3: in my rear view. It's hard. It's, it's very, it's very hard. hard. It's really yeah. hard. I mean, I think it's um I underestimated how hard it was. I really did. You made sure. it look too easy, Ellen. You I made know. it look too oh. easy.
4: Yep. It's that so. discipline that she has. It's the 4.37 it PM and then she's writing at 4.39. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I am super, super grateful for everyone here and everyone in this group. And I mean, you guys have changed my life, like for real, all of you. And I think we all feel that way. And Friends in Fiction yeah. has been incredible. And a hundred, you guys, like I can't 100. even. hundreds. hundred. hundred.
4: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm very thankful for all of you as well. And thank you for having me tonight too. So. Okay, now it's time for everyone's favorite, the lightning round. It's definitely my favorite. I've got a series of five questions for these five authors. Um, And then, oh, I think Mary Kay has a question for me. Oh, no.
1: I do, I do. Okay, are we
4: ready? ready. Let's go! Let's go! Name a traditional Thanksgiving dish you really don't like. Christy.
3: Cranberry
0: sauce. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I love stuffing, but I can't stand stuffing with sausage or turkey in it.
3: We had a really lengthy
2: discussion about this last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those green boons with the almond slices on them. I love stop making them. them <laughs> uh, um, I
5: need any kind of sweet potato, yam. And honestly, you guys, I do
1: not like pumpkin pie.
5: Oh, okay.
1: Damn it, she stole my pumpkin pie.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> but I
1: also, I also abhor... Um, oyster dressing and oysters in any in any form
4: yeah Yeah. Mm. i like Um, (laughs) (laughs) well mine would be my grandma used to make jello with vegetables in it
5: (laughs) it oh god and so it's called aspect aspect yeah yeah.
4: well i didn't know what it was called but i was (laughs) that's funny (laughs) <laughs> what famous person would you most like to have join you at your Thanksgiving table?
5: Um,
0: the queen of England, I think, because I just think she's so mm. fascinating. Like she's just a complicated, fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Be interesting conversation. Mm-hmm.
2: Patty. Um, I, I would, I, she's probably only famous to me, but I would have Joy Davidman who is the subject yeah. of my becoming mm. Mrs. Lewis book because I mean, I've been living with her for seven or eight years now, and I would love to sit across the table from her and talk to her about Mm -hmm. all the things.
4: Mm, I love that. Ellen?
2: Um,
5: So normally I would say Bruce Springsteen, but this year my favorite famous person is my Peloton instructor, Jen Sherman. I love her. I love her.
2: (laughs) She's you just gave one. me a new Peloton instructor. I have to check oh, her out. Like her. And well, you summer. met her this
4: summer, didn't you? You met her. I met her with... last
5: summer, and it was like uh, it was it was it was the it was a high point. It was a high point of my year. <laughs> That's amazing. She has a That's she
3: awesome. has really high energy. She's a really good one. I love her. Yeah,
4: Mary Kay.
1: Paul Rudd.
2: Paul, Paul Rudd.
1: <laughs> we could have guessed that. We could have guessed yeah. that one. I mean, come on.
4: I'm. I mean, as the sexiest man now, I'm sure he has a lot of Thanksgiving tables that he probably. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, we are talking fantasy here, right? right? Right. I mean, Patty wants a dead woman to come to her Thanksgiving. <laughs> know, right. Okay. For me to say, I want the world's sexiest man to have dinner with me. Well, you chose him before he was the world's sexiest man.
2: So that is true.
1: That's true. That's true. Chrissy.
3: Well, I was going to say Cornelia Vanderbilt, but I feel like that's kind of stealing Patty's. So like, I want to have Thanksgiving with Taylor Swift. i gonna talk about that. Oh, yes. Really
0: Cool. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. You
2: know. <laughs> hey Meg, text who it would be for you. I'm suddenly curious. Right I hope me. she says Cody Rigsby. We're a big Cody oh, fans. Cody, the three here.
1: of us are big Rigsby fans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of
4: a Maddie Bajacomo, I feel. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, that's why there are a lot of Oh yeah, Bruce Meg wants Bruce Springsteen Tim, who do you want to have dinner with at Thanksgiving?
4: Oh wow I, um... Besides us, obviously <laughs> <laughs> uh, Britney Spears? I mean, she's no. free now
0: Yeah, she's free now she's free. Yes. Yeah.
4: She could totally come over now
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like over her again. That, that the I mean, only yeah.
4: thing that was holding her back from coming to Nantucket to have Thanksgiving with me and now she can
1: now she's free.
4: <laughs> okay, so do you participate in the Black Friday shopping madness? Patty? Nope.
5: Ellen? Nope. I do I do Cyber Monday, but I do not
2: leave the house. Yeah, I do not leave the house that's, on day that's the day the key.
1: Mary Kay? Not really. Christy? Does anyone? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> I, I had love a feeling it. it would be you. I
3: love it. I love it. I mean, like literally my, I love it so much. And this is like, I'm not even kidding you. My, I used to make my dad go stand with me in line at Walmart. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't go there 364 days a year, but like suddenly I need a 72 inch TV for $318. Like I need that. No, I love it. I don't know what it is. I'm insane. But yeah, I love, I love it. You're competitive. That's what it is. I am. Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I love it all.
0: (laughs) And I mostly just do it online. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, that would be, I mean, I don't know how people do that. I, <laughs> I mean, luckily I live, I live, live on Nantucket and so nothing is open past 6 PM on. That <laughs> okay. day. Well,
3: I'm going to say this though, you guys, like to be completely honest, the one year that we stood in line at Walmart, it was because there was a toy that there we was needed. a toy yeah. and the toy, it was not available unless you were at Walmart at midnight. Wow. And so that's why we went and stood in the Walmart line. Otherwise, like we, we have cute little stores here and, you know, we just, yeah. you know. doesn't it make you feel good when you go in your little stores and buy stuff? Yes. It gives yeah. me like a. Yeah. I don't leave yeah, the
2: house the day after Thanksgiving though. Like. Mm, I yeah, right. my, wet pants. My,
0: I was going to say my pants don't zip anymore the day after yeah. Thanksgiving. So.
3: <laughs> don't wear pants anymore?
4: <laughs> when, when do you all start decorating for the holidays?
1: Day after Thanksgiving. Me too. Day after Thanksgiving, day after Thanksgiving, day
2: after Thanksgiving.
4: Yeah. yeah, Friday. Any holiday traditions w- with that, or
2: that's when the that's when the I said country music. That's when the Christmas music starts. Yep. That's when the lights come yep. out. That's when everybody grumbles because I make them go to the attic and bring down the boxes, and yep. it
1: all begins. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's when Tom and I have a massive fight about. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
3: the Rotary Rotary Christmas tree lot here opens the day after Thanksgiving and we're there at like 8 a.m. And it was like a real morning person though. So he's at like 645, like, is everyone ready? Is everyone up? And I'm like, Oh my God. But we're like there and early and we get the tree. And I love
5: it. I love it all.
4: (laughs) And last, and last lightning round question. What book do you plan to gift this holiday season? Mary Kay.
1: Uh, Oh man. You would ask me that. Um, Ask someone else. (laughs) <laughs>
2: no <laughs> I'm, giving, oh. I'm giving
1: everybody vivian howard's this will oh taste yeah
2: mm-hmm. i am officially obsessed oh, since we had her on last that's week. a good one what are you giving ellen i'm
5: giving uh my boyfriend my so the, the funny thing is my boyfriend is also named him and <laughs> i'm giving him uh dave grohl's autobiography the story oh. the that's a good one that's nice. awesome i think biographies are really good for for is this, this is going to sound so sexist? I think they're really good for dudes at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Well, sexist. Yeah, probably. Yeah. No, but that, that is what I'm doing. That is a good gift.
0: Yeah. I, I think I'm going to give some people our friends in fiction reading journal, which is really cool. I know we're going to talk mm-hmm. about that in a minute, um, but you that's know what I think one. would make a really cool gift. And I was thinking this when my aunt was reading your book, Christy over the vacation oh. we were just on. Um, I think the, the uh, set of all four Tree Bluff books would be a great Christmas gift this year with, um, you know, with, with the Christmas book as the fourth book. So, it, yeah. you know, that's new and you can kind of read the whole set at once. So I think that would be Thank a nice, a nice little box set.
1: So and nice. I figured out what I'm going to give. Um, The Atlanta Constitution did a a World Series commemorative book. And my grandson, who's 10, is a huge Braves fan and a huge baseball fan. Oh, I'm going to get that for my son's. I'm going to get that for my son's
3: teacher. He's a huge baseball fan. Thank Um,
1: you. And they did, I think, a limited edition of uh, number of them. So that's what I'm going to be giving.
4: Okay. well, great lightning round. Thank you. Oh, wait,
1: I have to say mine. Oh, I'm Sorry.
3: Hattie's once upon a wardrobe. I got it for all my friends with her candles. Oh, oh, it's
2: oh, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so glad you didn't skip her, Tim. No. <laughs> really important. <Right. laughs>
4: okay, so we have another quick game that we're going to do, and it's called "Which Pie Am I." All right. right. <laughs> the ladies, including Ellen, have all confided in me which is their favorite mm-hmm. pie at Thanksgiving. So the viewers at home, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to guess from the following description, which pie am I? You can type your guesses in the comments. And once again, Meg will choose a winner at random who will receive a book from all five of these fabulous authors. So are we ready for whose pie am I? Which pie am I?
0: Yay! Born ready? Okay. (laughs) I would have written a better
3: description. I didn't know what we were doing.
4: (laughs) Number one. Lemonade pie. This is a magical concoction that my mom makes, and I will send you guys the recipe <laughs> because it is magic.
0: That-
4: so, whose pie is that? Okay. Number two, coconut cream with whipped meringue. Honestly, anything with whipped meringue is my favorite, but mm-hmm. on top of coconut cream, seriously? <laughs> so whose pie is that? That really liquor. hungry. Um, mm-hmm. number three apple and dried cranberry mm-hmm. with streusel topping the inspiration for this recipe was my high school lunchroom the topping was so thick and crisp you practically <laughs> had to jackhammer it to get to the fruit over the years i've quadrupled the topping to reach maximum crisp nirvana
2: yum
4: mm. <laughs> yum whose pie is that okay number four <laughs> village in candy cane pie this is a french silk pie topped with a peppermint cream on a chocolate cookie crust with candy canes on top looks delicious mm-hmm. and last creamy butterscotch pie sweet and mm-hmm. creamy and delicious and the perfect fall treat wow all of those look so good yeah, yeah. starving
0: yeah.
4: okay tell me your pies uh ellen
0: mine was the butterscotch Mm, that looks so good. Mine was the Village Inn candy cane oh, pie. That was, my, mm. that was my
1: favorite. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and so mine good. was the apple cranberry streusel. Yeah. And oh. mine was
2: the coconut cream meringue. Yeah.
3: Mm. Mine's lemonade, but it actually doesn't have meringue on top. I actually don't like meringue. I really? really?
2: Yeah. Is this it's the just meringue only thing we don't have in common? Is this I well, I, <laughs> I like it.
3: I like meringues. Uh, I just yes, don't like meringue oh. on my cake. It's weird. I don't I mean on my pie. Mm.
2: Have pie. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, Tim, what's your favorite pie? Um, the classic pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah
4: it's my favorite. <laughs> I'll leave now.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I do. I love pumpkin. But I like pumpkin everything. Like pumpkin. Wait,
1: I, I forgot have. to Tim, I forgot to ask you the lightning round question. Oh, well. Which was who, what, what writer or author would you like to have on your show, Tim Talks Books? of Anybody you could choose. Um, guest.
4: I think it would have to probably be Stephen King. Because, you know, I was in fourth grade when I picked up It, which is in a, a thousand pages. You can actually see it behind me. I even have a special edition right here. It's a thousand pages. And in fourth grade I was reading it. And I probably, I mean, I really shouldn't have been. But I think <laughs> it was just the first book that I I really just could I just could keep reading it and reading it and reading it. And to this day I just love a really doorstopper of a book that I can just get lost into. So I think I have so many questions from such a young age for Mr. King that I feel like um that would be that'd be
1: I'm Allegra sorry, I forgot to ask you your question. That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, okay, that's. Great. We have to get we have to get Ellen off here pretty soon. So, Ellen, before you yes. go, yes, would you give us your best writing tip? My best
5: writing tip. What is my best? Okay, my best writing tip is this: dramatize. What does that mean? Mm. That means put your characters in a scene with setting, with dialogue, with a conflict. Show, don't tell. Dramatize. That is my tip. Love it. That's a good one. That's a great one.
1: That That's nice. going to be
4: our next t-shirt. Ellen Hillebrand. Great. Dramatize.
1: <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> and you know, because we have to get Ellen off, I am going to switch things around a little bit and ask her one more question. And that is Ellen would you tell us about your most memorable Thanksgiving, good or bad? Well, I feel like I have to do good. Um, I feel like
5: my my best Thanksgiving was the very first time that I cooked Thanksgiving myself. It was in 2017. Is that ridiculous? I always went to my mother's. You know, I always went to my in-laws when I was married. And I never, ever cooked dinner by myself. But as a lot of, you know, like I got divorced in 2013 and I bought a house in 2015. And finally in 2017, I cooked my first Thanksgiving meal for myself and my children. I did everything. I churned my own butter. Oh Oh my my goodness. On my Instagram. No
1: way. I remember that.
5: Everything from scratch. And that, and it, it was just me and my three children very cozy, incredibly special. And, uh, so that I think is my number
1: one Thanksgiving. That's awesome. I love it. Super cool. That's great. Okay. Ellen, we are going to let you, we're going to kiss you. Goodbye.
5: I do want to say before I leave, um, I'm, I'm, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm going to cry. I am so proud of you guys. for for what you have built here. And I, you know, I, I follow along and I watch and, and the way that you have made reading fun and alive and important and the, and the community that you have built, I am so proud of you you. and such a champion and such a fan and so in awe and your friendship is enviable. And, you know, I think in our business, there's like a lot of professional jealousy and Maybe a bit of backstabbing, and you know, we all read the article "Bad Art Friend," and um, and there's none of that. This is really a loving community of sharing and support. And I just really want to say, you guys, did have done a beautiful, beautiful thing.
1: Well, thank you so much much for being a big. You've been a big part of it. We can't thank. I'm
5: so grateful. I'm so grateful that you've included me and Tim. You're my work husband. I love you and i'm picking
4: you up on the boat on wednesday or yeah
5: (laughs) picking me up for a stroll and we're going to sign all those copies of winter street
4: yes so all the people that are calling for their orders they're coming she's just not she's not here to sign them yet
2: yeah thank you we'll see you soon oh that was so great yeah that was
4: she's the best
3: She's the best. Well, we just want to remind you guys tomorrow after the dishes are done. And if you're sitting down to write out your Christmas shopping list, or you're like me, and you're like really strategizing on your Black Friday, like take (laughs) down, which is going to be happening over here. Don't forget to add our gorgeous reading journal, which makes a great gift for the voracious reader in your life. You can slip it under the tree from you to you. I do that. One for me, do one you. for you. <laughs> no. um, there is lots more Friends in Fiction March also available at Oxford Exchange, including our winter box, or not our winter box, our Christmas package where you can get all four of our books together. You're not it's supposed to, you. to say
1: package. Don't say package. Sorry, no package.
3: <laughs> and also I wanted to just say thank you so much to our friend Anissa, um, who always does these amazing yeah. um, Tuesday shout outs, launch day love uh, for us. And thanks yeah. for um, for doing that and for always you know, telling our writer friends how much we love them. Yeah,
2: yeah. thank you, Anissa. All right. You're all listening to the Writer's Block Podcasts aren't you? Well, if you aren't, what are you waiting for? If your answer was no, because Friends in Fiction is more than just the show. Yes, we are. We are actually living people out in the real world. And we have a podcast. And new episodes launch every Friday. In two days, you will hear the most wonderful podcast by our Ron Block, who interviews two songwriters about storytelling as song. And you know how much I love that subject. So I am so excited about this and it will drop Friday morning and you don't want to miss it.
0: And just a quick reminder that you can also find us streaming on a brand new platform called Loco Plus. You can also, in addition to Loco Plus, catch our live episode each week or any episode you might have missed on our YouTube channel. So you can just type friends and fiction into the search bar on YouTube, or you can go to the link that Sean put up below.
1: We, you know, it seems like we have a lot of reminders tonight, but we just do because we have a lot going on. (laughs) We also want to tell you to subscribe to both our newsletter and our YouTube channel so that you have access to all our past episodes and you never have to miss a a thing. And if you're wondering about our schedule, it's always on the friends and fiction website and the fall schedules on our Facebook banner. Now, ladies and Tim, um, you know, we I let Ellen out early. She got out of <laughs> she got out of recess early. but I wish all of you would tell me, uh, tell everyone out there briefly, your most memorable Thanksgiving, good and or bad, Tim, we're gonna lead it off with you.
4: unfortunately, I feel I feel like I have to do a bad one because it was really, really bad. Um, Ooh, when I was younger we were my whole family goes to my grandparents, which is about a quarter of a mile away from our house. You can literally see our house from my grandparents' house. And we usually stayed there the whole day and our house was broken into on Thanksgiving. <gasps> and then when we got home, every, everything was stolen and it was just <gasps> a very traumatic oh, event awesome. for me and oh, no. that we were that close. And I was so young and just kind of, um, oh, that's I was just talking wow. to my mom earlier today about that and saying that, you know, when you're younger and you can remember things and yeah. you, um, but they're usually probably because of pictures. This was, is such a, memory to me that there are no pictures of it but i just remember so many different things about it God. but um so God. thanksgivings have only gotten better from there but i <laughs> definitely my most memorable one
1: it's like the bridge oh, stuff before I people yeah. christmas wow, wow. yeah it's Wow. Terrible. ellen oh ellen we already heard from um patty
2: when i was dating my husband a hundred years ago he took me home for Thanksgiving to meet his family. And we got there, and it was going so smoothly and so wonderfully. And we were sitting around the table with big glasses of red wine on top of an antique white damask tablecloth. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, I reached across the table, knocked over the glass of red wine, stained the tablecloth, and yep, that was that. And they bring it up every single. Oh minute. no! Oh my gosh! Well, my, that's you funny because mine. Own- so it didn't ruin everything, but. That's
3: yeah. <laughs> Mine's actually like from the first uh, year I was dating Will, which is kind of funny, um, but. I took him home to my house for Thanksgiving and my mom and I, neither one are cooks. Like not at all. My grandmother's a really great one, um, but we are not. And somehow we thought we had bought a thawed Turkey, but we had bought a frozen Turkey Um, (laughs) and we stay up really late. Like when we're all together like that and my whole family was there and like all my aunts and uncles and cousins and everyone were coming at like 11 AM to eat. And about two a m, will's like, "Let me go just check out the turkey situation because I'll help y'all with the turkey because he's really he's a really good cook." And he was like, "Um, the turkey's frozen." So, we had to like stay up all night no. with the turkey because it was frozen. So, anyway, it was, I can't remember the particulars. And I'm sure someone's like, you couldn't have done that. You would have gotten salmonella. I don't know. I don't remember what we did, but we did something and we stayed up like all night oh my with the gosh. turkey.
0: It was very memorable. See, you so, could have called the turkey talk line. If I could have, you know, If I, didn't I could know. have called the turkey talk line, exactly. I didn't know. I did not know. <laughs> now you know. Kristen, no, okay. Okay.
1: Kristen what, my, what about you?
0: Mine, I think, was. Um, I didn't know at the time it was going to be my favorite Thanksgiving, but it was, uh, I think it was 2008. It was the last year that my grandparents were both still alive. So my, Aww. my, yeah. um, my grandfather died in 2009. Um, and my grandmother, uh, uh, was diagnosed with dementia fairly soon after that. So yeah. she was never really herself after that, that Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, And I thought, you know, that was always Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving was always with my mom's side of the family. It was always with her parents. I was so close to my grandparents. And I think back to that Thanksgiving a lot um, and how you never know that it's going to be the last time that, you know, the last traditional gathering with, with people you love. And I just took it for granted that year. And, um, and, and I wish I hadn't, but, um, but it, that's a memory that means something. And it's a memory that reminds me to, to try to live in the moment and savor all of those new memories we're creating. You just uh, never know.
1: You don't know. It's true.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: you know, my most memorable Thanksgiving, we're coming up on the 45th anniversary of it because <laughs> Tom and I got married Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, wow. Seventy six. So, My father's family were Irish Catholic from Chicago. So they rolled off the plane on Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And the party started (laughs) because I know how to party. I love that. And then my husband's Tom's family were um, Croatian from Pittsburgh. And they drove down in giant Buicks with, you know, like mile long salamis (laughs) And cabbage rolls. And um, I think my memory is we had Thanksgiving dinner at my parents' because my mom had the biggest dining room. And oh my God, the (laughs) laughing and the feasting and the bringing together of Tom's family's Thanksgiving traditions with um, stuffed cabbage and then my family's tradition, which was mostly about potatoes and pie. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, we oh my god I can remember and neighbors came over there was a lot there was a lot of drinking and we I don't know how we did this we ended up playing Twister oh my god. <laughs> party game you used to play Twister, yeah. when you have a lot of drunk adults and um, it was one of those just I don't know one of those kind of magical nights when Congrats you have two families um, you know come kind of different backgrounds but actually more similar than you would think about because they were both from you know up you know northern industrial immigrant families, Catholic families coming together, and really it was like uh, I it was really like a, a giant weekend long drinking game. That's so, awesome!
4: That anniversary! Awesome.
1: <laughs> Thank you! That's uh, the universe, uh, the, 20th the anniversary. anniversary. It's really okay. exciting. I, think, I love that. I think. That speaking of drinking, that's a wrap of our one hundredth (laughs) episode of Friends in Fiction. Yeah, and I, I, i feel pretty, pretty, pretty um, sure that all of us would agree that at the top of our list of things to be grateful for, we would put this fabulous community of readers, hundred percent, writers, book lovers, booksellers like Tim. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tim, and Meg and and Sean and Meg and and Sean. And our Run. whole crew. Yeah. <laughs> um, so don't forget to stick around for our butter, butter turkey butterball turkey talking turkey after show. Tim, are you going to hang or are you going to go?
4: I think I'm going to sign off, but I am going to say everyone raise their glass because I want to cheers you
5: all. Yeah, And thank you. say
4: thank you for having me. Um, and thank Congratulations on episode 100. I hope I can come back for episode 200.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Officially <laughs> invited. <laughs>
4: Congratulations, Congratulations, and I'm really thankful for all of you as well. And Thank,
0: you, we you. You. Thank, Thank you, Tim. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Thank we love you. love you, Tim.
3: Thanks. Bye. Oh, this was,
0: was so great. It was. Well, that that was so
3: fun.
2: Well, that was
3: fun. Welcome, yeah. you guys, to our Butterball Talk and Turkey After Show. We're so excited that you're here. This isn't particularly a good time to have a Talk and Turkey show. I think. Yes. So what are y'all doing? What's your, what's your turkey prep? I just like, switched
2: pictures. <laughs> I'm switch the pictures so that the butterball was,
1: was over my head.
2: I texted him. <laughs> <laughs> I slipped him
3: a little extra to make Patty the butterball. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you that Tom um, decided after he watched the Virgil- Virginia, um, <laughs> the Vivian Howard Uh, episode last week, he decided that he would spatchcock our turkey.
0: Oh, wow. So
1: he has it brining and then he is going to spatchcock it and roast it.
3: That sounds great. And then all
1: the sides are, yes, the spatchcock (laughs) drinking game is still on. The spatchcock
2: drinking game will never end. (laughs) Like the ship puns. (laughs)
1: <laughs> the ship runs, will never end. Show- last no. night we were talking we were talking uh last night or last week we were talking about the spatchcock my, and tom said every time i hear that word i think of the word bick- bitch slap for some reason oh good <laughs> god
3: <laughs> we made so, it almost, is, um, we made it almost a whole episode without any bad words <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were so close um,
3: Oh, so- now i think tim said damn it earlier so um, never maybe, mind. Never mind. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I think I don't think I ever realized that your anniversary was at Thanksgiving. What yeah, a special, that's awesome. yeah, yeah. What a special that. anniversary. That's really Thank amazing. Twenty-two,
1: baby. Yeah. We were twenty-two years old. Wow, we that's incredible. Were
2: babies. Yeah, we were.
1: I babies. was twenty-three
2: when Mel and I got married. Oh, were you really? Man, wow!
0: I was, I was thirty-six. I think.
2: 36, 35, 36, 35, I think. Yeah. Really? 27. Yeah. Meg was 29. Yeah. I don't know. You're you're ready when you're ready, whether you're 22 or 35. Apparently,
1: Christy is as frozen as her Thanksgiving turkey.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm frozen?
1: She always freezes freezes
2: pretty, doesn't she? Why do you get to freeze like that? There you are. Why do you (laughs) have to do
1: that? Why you gotta see so that? Weird. I've heard it <laughs> like this. You were frozen as your turkey. Yep. Are you doing the turkey or is Will doing it? Can you see me now? Yeah. You're frozen. Oh,
3: I thought I was frozen. You can hear me, but you can't see me. That's so I weird because, like, mine is totally <laughs> normal. You? I can see myself. <laughs> How are um, um, it was Definitely not me. No, definitely not me. But um, <laughs> we have both our families coming, which is really fun. We've done that for like, Gosh, like before we got married, we used to go to Kinston and do his family Thanksgiving. And then we would drop to Salisbury and do my family Thanksgiving. And I think it was the first year, or maybe the second year we got married. And we were like, I'm um, kind of done. Everyone can come to our house. And so everybody just like yeah. meets in the middle. And now that we're at the beach, like it's really fun. because Oh, that's perfect. Um, that's yeah. Everybody cool. likes to come. So, and I was actually thinking when you said this kind of joking, but my grandmother is from Eastern North Carolina originally. And she says, but a ball,
2: but a ball, but a ball, I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love Uh-oh. it. Well, I'm proud of us, y'all. Yeah, One hundred. Yeah. yeah.
0: I I can't believe it. It's ah, uh, uh, I I you know, as we said during the show, I think we're all just so grateful. Mm-hmm. It's it's beyond anything we dreamed of, and and it's it's just been this beautiful thing. The dogs even agree.
2: Okay. MK's dogs agree. I think too. It's really sweet to hear Ellen and Tim say it too, because yes. we know how much it means to us, and it's nice to yeah. hear how much it means to them. Too, mm-hmm. right? Other you know, authors. Listen,
3: you were. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you just were with your whole family. So are you going to, are y'all kind of Thanksgiving?
0: Yeah. So I was with my mom's, my mom's side of the family for my brother's Mm -hmm. wedding, um, in Hawaii, which was incredible. Um, but for Thanksgiving, I think we're going to go down. We usually spend Thanksgiving now with, um, Jason's side of the family, Mm -hmm. um, and then Christmas with my mom. So we, we, that's how we, that's how we split it up, but everyone on Jason's side of the family Mm -hmm. is such a good cook. So we end up having just incredible food and incredible wine. They are also excellent shoppers of wine <laughs> so we have amazing um amazing stuff so I'm but really. are they good
3: black friday shoppers though i think that's the not like are you,
0: you know something my um i i was thinking earlier when i said i don't do black friday my mm-hmm. father-in-law actually is the general manager of a mall um mm-hmm. and so we go visit him usually on black friday not to shop but there always winds up being shopping once we're there Give me his number <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> Okay, Patty, what do you do? I know what Patty's doing. I love the idea. For
2: doing? for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yes, yeah. we're going to the mountains and we have never it. done it before. Mm-hmm. We, it. Have, we have celebrated every single Thanksgiving except one where, uh, I think two, one where I fell off the mountain and <laughs> one where somebody was ill. But um, we're going to the mountains for the first time and we are loading up on board games. And awesome. card games, and um, we're also celebrating my son's college graduation. That's that so great. great! Congratulations!
0: Wow, what a beautiful um, time! Yes.
2: Yeah, so job. yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. That's so awesome. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go finish cooking. How about y'all?
1: Yeah, I know. Well, I, I, I guess some- to, um, you know, I made my gravy. Yeah. Last week. Um, but I'm afraid I didn't make enough gravy. <laughs> oh, Because <laughs> will, like,
3: will it keep a week?
1: The oh, gravy? Yeah, you can freeze it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you freeze it, it.
3: You freeze it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. So on. I think I'm going to make some more gravy. And I don't make my own pie crust. I'll admit that. Shame on you. I, I know. I'm
2: well, failure. this year, because I wasn't in my own home with my own kitchen, um, I did order the pies from the Mountain Farmer's Market. Yeah. Yeah. I did do that. But if we all get stuck tomorrow, we can all call the Butterball Hotline. We can. I kind of want to do it just to see what they say. I know.
0: I was thinking the same thing. But, you know, they're open all the way, I believe, through the end of December. So I'm wondering about calling maybe like not. On a date, you know what I mean? Like if we don't need the help tomorrow. Oh, I, that's I, right. I, mm-hmm. like, I but I'm just, I just, I need the help. Yeah, I yeah. might need the help too, but yeah. I, I kind of want to call in. I kind of want to come up with a great turkey question for December. Like, because there's so many things you can do with turkey after Thanksgiving. And I wonder if they answer leftover questions. Because like, I would love to I know. I think they oh, do. Like, yeah. I, I mean. like, I you know, like maybe, like the best way to freeze your leftover turkey,
2: or like, huh, or yeah. how, how you know, long we, turkey
0: lasts in the fridge. Do we don't have
2: leftover
1: turkey. No, we we did do a, we have a, a house full of men. Like, this. yeah, we did a trial run of the uh, butterball um, bone-in turkey breast um, oh, before that. last, and it was so good that I actually bought another one. Okay, because yeah. I, we're going to have I don't know twelve. 12 or 14 people, um, not everybody in the family can be here. My son has to work, but, um, Um, so I'm thinking I just like, well, let's just get that. And, um, that, you know, you put it in the, it's in the bag. It comes in the bag. It's, it's, it's crazy, stupid, good. And so you just, you know, um, I'll do that one in the oven, um, have two ovens because, Two people need two ovens sure <laughs> i will do the uh bone in i like the bone in because then i can use the the carcass oh, yeah. uh, make um stock yep and then i'll have our regular turkey which tom has promised he's going to spatchcock
2: nice <laughs> all
1: right you know well, i
0: believe that the butterball boneless turkey breast if I'm remembering correctly, because I think we've made it before is, is freezer to oven. So that's right, kind of yeah. a good one to to keep on hand. If right. you end up with more people, like, you right. know, how sometimes the day yeah. of, like it, you think yeah. you're having 14 people and it'll wind up being 18. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. if I'm remembering right, that's like a two and a half hour or three hour cook time. So it's yeah. one of those ones you can throw in last minute to accompany the turkey, which I think is yeah, when
1: tough. I did, when I did the first one, I, you know, I didn't even re- read the directions. I put it in the fridge to, um, Oh,
0: it's defrost.
1: Oh. yeah. Yeah, so it, it thawed in the fridge and we just cooked oh, it. Perfect. I I was I literally had a signing event for the Santa suit. Did you see how I put that book in there? See I the I yeah. And when I got home, the turkey was ready. Awesome. Awesome.
3: awesome. Well, ladies, cheers to y'all and to cheers. all of our amazing 100. readers out there. I wish we were 100. in person. Hey look, we've 100. all
1: got our glasses I know, that Christy gave us. I know.
0: Thank you, Christy.
3: <laughs> I mean, see what I mean? One for you, one for me.
0: I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> all right, ladies. Well, I love you. Happy
3: Thanksgiving. You. before we leave to see you next week, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And yes, just to remember, happy
1: Thanksgiving, everybody. Celebrate
3: Butterfly is celebrating the fortieth anniversary of Turkey Talk Line. If you need any help tomorrow, give them a call.
1: Yep. Happy right. Thanksgiving, everybody. Don't call love me. y'all.
0: thank you for tuning in you can join us every week on Facebook or YouTube where our live show airs on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time also subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram we're so glad you're here
5: produced by
1: Autovita Studios connect your voice to the world